Hello, everyone, and welcome to this very special edition of the Albion Obsessed podcast. Today, we are joined by the founder of Mental Health United, and we're eagerly anticipating chatting to him about just what Mental Health United is all about. So, Tim, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you doing? I'm all good, thanks, Tom. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, really excited to talk about the uh, the project. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, man, it's a, it's really it's a real pleasure to have you on, mate. It's um something that um I think especially the three of us, you know, we we hire in such high esteem and hold it in such high esteem, and you know, mental health. We we've been on the show many times and we've talked about how important it is. So it's uh, really fantastic to have you on the show today, mate. And we also welcome back the man, the myth. The legend, some say, Curtis Friend. Curtis, mate, how are you? Very good. Very warm, but isn't everybody, so I'll stop complaining. It is British summertime. It's what we do. And Joe, um, you've just been sat in that chair for the last 24 hours, haven't you, mate? I've been sat here since we started, mate, last August. Yeah. Um, they, had to, they had to move yeah. me in when we moved to Littlehampton. I just stayed here, yeah. And they just did, did, did the uh, did the movers just sort of scoop you up and yeah, they just put me in the corner and then just just left me here until you send me a link to do one of these things. So yeah, <laughs> I'm here for it. Good skills, mate. Well, it's good to have you on the show today because I know Joe that um, we'll get and we'll get onto it a bit later. Um, you know, you're a huge part of um, you know the Warriors. Uh, club that you've been you know work so closely with and I know we'll we will chat about that a bit later um Tim mate I want to come to you I'm going to start grilling you about uh, Mental Health United because as, as I say it's um it's something that I've got a huge amount of respect for we talked about in our last podcast episode about um about how important mental health is and um not to get too you know down about everything but you know, we talked about how, especially for men, mental health can be a very taboo subject. It can be something that um, we're not supposed to talk about. And perhaps that is the reason why, uh, unfortunately, that suicide is such, um, you know, such a big killer of young men. Um, so when you came up with the idea, you know, you know, how did that come to you? Um, was it something that was born out of, say, like lockdown when people were like stressing about not getting out? I mean, you know, how did the uh, idea about it all come to you? So it kind of came about because my own personal journey to begin with, um, like through my twenties felt in a really good place and then hit my thirties and life just started getting a little bit more difficult. And, um, I was living over in Kent and had this idea, um, of like, let's form a football team around this and try and raise a few pounds for local charities. And then, some changes happened in my life again which meant we were going to be moving house so then I paused on the idea because I didn't want to start something and then have to leave a year in like it just felt kind of wrong and then the pandemic hit and it was just like so it never really kind of got off the ground for a while but it was the actual concept of what is now Mental Health United was really born over a long Christmas break where I had a bit of downtime from work during the pandemic um, and it was like right when this pandemic thing ends, which we all thought was going to be three months later, <laughs> um, let's find a way to connect people and actually get this project um, off the ground. Yeah, mate, that's, um, yeah. Go on then, Joe, sorry, I, you unmuted and I went to... Oh, oh that's all right. Um, yeah, it's um, one of those things where, like, 
because obviously Lansing Warriors and Mental Health United have joined forces, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, but mine was born out of the, the last lockdown that we had. And luckily from there, no other lockdowns got in the way of it. So in, in comparison, we had a pretty smooth ride. So I can imagine when you had those ideas and they were being stalled, was there ever a, a point where, where you didn't think it would happen? Um, the only one point did I think this wouldn't happen. And it was like, we went from December to, um, like April, April, May was when our first session was. And then the first session happened and there was me, a guy I already played football with and just two others turned up. And I was like, great. I built this up for four months in my head and there are four of us here. And I, I definitely had that moment of like, damn, maybe this just isn't gonna happen but um those two who came along came back came back the next week and they had told a couple more so four became six and six became ten and yeah like from I think from like session three or four there was never really like a looking back yeah definitely and um, um, why was it um so important for you to you mentioned your own personal journey was it so important to you that a club like this actually existed and you, and you just kept persevering and and now what it is today is a credit to you but what why was it so important that you just kept going so i've certainly noticed in my own mental health when when i've been able to do sport activities whether it be football or other hobbies like on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis, I end up in like a much, much better place. And um, as the project started to grow, I realized that that's the same for many, many people. And I actually, all my life have played Sunday league football. And what I very quickly realized was um, there isn't really a place for everyone to play football. Like if you go to a Sunday league team, it's very um, exclusive. Like you're you're good enough or you're not good enough. You're the best player in that position or you're not the best player. And if you're if you're not that person, then you're, you're discarded. And then you're a bit like, okay, now now what do I do? And so through Mental Health United, we've had a collection of people who some have never kicked a ball before. Some are like 55, 60 and can't really move as much as they used to, but they are treated exactly the same as anyone else. So I think that was a real reason why I was kind of like, okay, I've got to keep doing this because some people don't have anywhere else to play football. Yeah, that inclusivity is such an important factor. And I know that over the last few years, like for myself, um, my brother-in-law, he often goes and plays Sunday um, Sunday league football. And I've always sort of gone, oh, I'd love to go to training, you know, to have a kickabout, but I'm not good enough because um, I, haven't, I haven't kicked a ball since I was like a teenager, not properly. Um, so having the idea that there's an inclusive club that anyone from any age, from any ability can can go to and, you know, spend time. And I definitely agree with you, Tim, what you say about how, you know, exercise is such an important part of, you know, it's most definitely my mental health journey. I always found that when I, because I used to run a lot, when the weeks that I ran, they were the weeks that I felt really positive and it was the weeks that I didn't run or I wasn't as active that I used to get quite down about stuff, especially during uh, you know the tough times that were, were were locked down. So I think you know you've hit the nail on the head there, and it's really important. And sometimes I think that you know activity is such a can, can play such a huge part um, in helping people's mental health. Definitely. 
Um, so Tim, I understand you know there's a lot of like moving parts to uh, to, to all of this, but how how did you go uh, about setting up something like this? What sort of what did that what did that take? So there was a, a little bit of putting my own money on the line to begin with. Um, so I wanted I wanted to make sure that Mental Health United was the club that I would want to go along to. So that meant. Um, not playing on really, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear, I, I probably won't, but on, on really low quality council pitches, for example. So um, my first portal call was finding facilities um, and we found Hove Park, the Russell Martin Foundation pitches down there. Um, and I put my neck on the line and made a couple of bookings and thinking, okay, like we'll see if someone comes along. And because I just moved to the area, I, I didn't really know anyone. Um, but my my job, um, I work in like online advertising. So I spent, I don't know, a little bit of cash running Facebook ads, trying to target people in the Brighton area who are interested in football, um, like tried to make that really sort of focused. And yeah, got a few advert responses. And, and that was literally how we kind of placed those first seeds. Incredible. And and we, we've spoken about, obviously, the, the start of it, you said four people turned up and uh, a few doubts set in your mind. Um, the journey from then to now, obviously, I've been to uh, a few of the Mental Health United ones and we've joined up um, and things like that. The journey has just been unreal and it's been great to watch it from last year when we first uh, got in contact, Tim, um, when I started my one. Um, so what, what has that journey been like for you? Like, I'm sure there's been so many highs and lows. Yeah, so um, I, I recall doing an interview similar time last year. I think it was with the Sussex FA where I was kind of like, okay, like what does success look like in, like, it felt like the very distant future. And that was like, we'd love to be able to book out Hove Park. So we were only booking like one five-a-side pitch. And now and the, to fill that pitch was three five-a-side pitches or six-a-side. We, we squeeze a few extra people in. And I was like, that's the big, like, audacious goal. Like, that's what we're heading towards. And before we knew it, we were we were booking up sessions and having waiting lists. And um, every week we, we have like 30-plus people at, at um, Hove. And then... The demand was like oh can we get another session each week and i was like okay like, let's try and find another pitch and so we went from this goal of hoping to fill one place to we now have like two sessions a week so on tuesdays we're at hove park and on thursdays we're at um sussex fa or lansing fc on the 3g there and yeah it was kind of like all of a sudden it, it kind of jumped from this four people to 12 people to now combined with lansing warriors we're hosting i don't know 50 to 60, maybe even 70 people on our busiest weeks playing football, which like the journey is just like been an absolute rocket. Incredible. So Tim, what's like the next step, I suppose, then? Because you know, you've gone, you've gone from, as you say, that massive journey between like, I suppose, four people to 60, 70 people now. So, like, where do you, as founder of Mental Health United, go now? Yeah, I think um that there are there are many areas like we we've 
we've never really run the sessions. We, we refer to them as football therapy, but that doesn't mean that we ask people to come along and stand and talk about their problems and and whatever the idea is, you come and play football and for that one hour while you're playing, you, you forget about things. Um, areas that we're hoping to improve is trying to work with more providers outside of football. So when we have members who need a little bit more support, can, can we get more, not in-house counseling services, but certainly um, like better services that they can get access to. And the other arm of what we do is is fundraising. So in our first year, I think we raised, I don't know, it was like 2,000 pounds for charity. Like the, the goal for this year is to raise 6,000 pounds. So w- the, what's the goal for next year? Maybe maybe 10,000 pounds, et cetera, et cetera. So can, can we raise more money and actually support those um, those essential services that people really need. So we work in partnership with um, grassroots suicide prevention who offer a lot of um, mental health training, um, suicide prevention training, and also provide signposting to people who are in crisis. And I think all of that is really important because it's okay having services that that help people in, in like extreme crisis. But what about those who are kind of in the middle? Like, what about those who are at the beginning of sort of discovering, oh, I suffer from depression or I suffer from anxiety? Like that was one of the things that happened with me. Um, I was having issues, but didn't even really understand what those issues were. And as soon as I understood that it, I was suffering from anxiety, suffering from depression, it actually made everything kind of um, a lot easier to understand. So I think providing education supporters is like huge. Definitely. And I, I want to talk a little bit about um, the the mental health side of things in uh, like league football and, and what we see on social media a little bit. But I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit later um, as we're still on obviously on the subject of, of the journey of Mental Health United. Have there been any moments over over these past? I think it's been about a year now, hasn't it, um, since you started? Uh, what, what's the most poignant moment you've had? Um, is there any, been any moments that have just blown you away? Any stories you've heard? Obviously, we don't expect you to share people's personal stories. Yeah. But have been any for you? Yeah. Like, it's it's not, it's never actually, I mean, there's been like one or two big moments. So we run um, charity matches where we play against other teams. And um, our first game, we we were kind of feeling the water and ended up booking a match against the team who were far superior to us. And it was like eight nil at half time. And it was like, Oh God. And then second, it was the, as you know, with football, it's like, okay, we're losing eight nil second half. Let's just focus on just the second half. It doesn't matter. And um, we were one nil down. And then like the 90th minute scored like our first ever goal for the club, like against a very good team. And like that in footballing terms was, was like a, a pretty amazing moment um and then it's for me it's it's the little moments or the little things that people say without and I think sometimes they say them without really thinking oh that's going to have a big impact like someone going you know what like these sessions are, are the highlight of my week they're the thing that get me through the week or someone who has moved to the area and being like you know what mental health united has opened up a whole community and because of this club I have friends in this area and if, if you're someone new to the area you don't know anyone how do you make friends like other than people you work with and it's very very tough so I think it's always those those 
little touches, the, the little things that people say, which are really huge. Definitely, I can I can resonate with that. I had uh, I've had a couple of new people um, join the Lancing Warriors group uh, over the last few weeks, and they've said what a savior it's been for them, and and they're like the as you say the highlight of their week, and that's just such a a touching moment. As you say, they don't realize it makes such an impact. But if someone says that to me, I feel good for the rest of the week, and I just look forward to the next session and to see a smile on their face, uh, and that's the most important thing for me. Yeah, because I. I'll, I'll be honest, like, um, I'm painting a picture of, like, all the highs, right? Like, of or, like I, I genuinely do have a passion for doing this. I wouldn't have run it for a, over a year and or whatever. But there, there are weeks, there are days where my own mental health is worse than normal. And I'm just like, you know what? I could easily just sort of walk away from this. But, um, but the highs massively outweigh the lows. Yeah. And I think it's quite interesting what you said, Tim, about, um, you know, people and adults making friends. I'm, I'm, I'm a teacher and I, I often, you know, children make friends so easily. It's, hi, do you like dinosaurs? Yeah, I like dinosaurs. Let's go play together. Whereas adults, we, 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 we put up all these walls and these barriers. Um, and as someone as myself who's moved 200 miles away from the place I grew up, I, I found it very difficult to make friends. All of my friends to start with were very much extensions of my wife's friends um but as you know time's gone on you become more comfortable than a place you can start building a community where you can kind of go and be your own person so i think that's that's really important and it's really important that there is a place for people with common interests who can come together um and just you know play football that's just sounds yeah and I, th I think as, as guys as guys we are very lucky like um you mentioned the the children analogy there um football is that thing for for most guys like um it's like oh you like football yes i like football let's sit in the pub and talk for two hours like it's job done but tim actually i wanted to ask um what would you say this journey has personally done for you as a whole because you know you've mentioned you know how it's helped change other people but like what's it done for you on a, on a sort of emotional level and what have you um it's a good question not one i think about very often because the, the wheel just keeps turning um but i think i think it's shown that i have like this a, a drive and an ambition and like that you can build something from nothing very very quickly um like I've always been okay with standing up in front of a room and, and talking and things like that. So th that journey hasn't been so much, but certainly that I have like this resilience and the ability to, to see things, see things through like, um, like career wise, I've always kind of jumped about a little bit and not quite found what I was looking for. And, um, but this, that there's genuinely something like, can, can I see myself doing this in five years? Like, absolutely. Can I see myself doing this in 10 years? Absolutely. Like, and who knows what it will, will look like then. I just wanted to say to him whilst you're here and um, that I've obviously seen the way you run sessions. I've seen the way you are with people and it's, it's utterly inspiring. Um, and I really do look up to you. Like it's, it's so good to learn off of you um, and to be a part of um, what you're building and what, essentially Lancing Warriors are building as well because obviously I had 
roughly the same idea, a little bit um, not quite on the scale that you wanted. I wanted to kick about with mates in the park, um, but it's just gone up a level when we're competing in the Mental Health United tournament um, in August, which Albion Obsessed are obviously sponsoring one of the Cups. Um, are you looking forward to that? I, I, I can't wait uh, to, to get on the grass and, and play in my first tournament since school. <laughs> I, th- I think, uh, Joe, thanks for the extremely kind words. Um, it's it's nice to know that you can inspire people to to want to Im- improve those things. And um, w- one of the things you said there was um, like the scale of Mental Health United. And like I, I never I never entered this thinking, OK, I'm going to run like with Lansing Warriors three sessions a week and cater to like 70 people I, I genuinely thought ah, it might maybe we can get it to 10 people like <laughs> um so and since starting this like I remember when I started my journey I had other other people from other areas reaching out who I reached out to sorry um who had started similar projects and picked their brains and got their advice and and that's how we ended up speaking Joe um and I encourage anyone who, if you're in Brighton, like I don't see this as like a, we hold the monopoly on mental health in Brighton. If you're in Brighton, if you're in Manchester, if you're in Birmingham and you're thinking about starting a project like this, like just do it. Just absolutely do it. Reach out to me. I can point you to other charities who are further along the road than we are. But I've certainly felt that sort of first year, like, you might be in a small community, but the 10 people who will come out and play football every single week, for them, it will be like an essential part of their life. And so if you're sat there thinking about it, just do it because the rewards are, are huge. Amazing. And now, Joe, I'm going to throw one to you. Because um, as you've mentioned, you know, Mental Health United have partnered with uh, Lansing Warriors. So, Joe, I'm going to come to you and ask, I'm going to ask you a question about Lansing Warriors, if I may. What what made you turn around and go, you know what? I want to start a, a football club that is inclusive, where people can come and they can play and they can be together. What inspired you? What made you decide make that decision? Yeah, I think Tim touched on it a little bit um, earlier about Sunday League football and joining competitive um, leagues or competitive teams, I guess. Because as, as Tim rightly said, you're, you're either the best player or you're not and you're discarded and you get pushed to the side really um I went to a few of those when I lived back in Hastings with my mum I went to a few and the levels were just far far beyond what what I could reach um and I was sat there um I think watching lockdown football um this is a really strange way of how it came about but I really liked the uh lockdown Premier League football and I ordered it um, and it came and I was like, I, I want to kick a football again. I had this football just to display, but I just wanted to get out on the in uh, on the park and just kick it around with some friends. And it started with uh, me, um, Ian, who also um, is a, a massive part of running Lansing Warriors and is uh, involved with Mental Health United as well. Um, my dad and my cousin and my cousin's friend. So that's five people. Um, sometimes we had two people turn up and we were just doing tiny little silly shooting drills uh, on on the on the grass at in, in Lansing Monk's Rec where we still do the sessions so and now we have we had 17 last week um, and it just blows my mind because it's 
this tiny little idea that I had, oh, like, I can get people out. I can get them f- fit and mobile again after a, a torturous lockdown of being stuck inside. Um, and I remember the first uh, little advert I put on the Lansing uh, Facebook group. I put a picture of Lionel Messi. I said, channel your inner Lionel Messi and come and play some post-lockdown football. Um, really? I remember this. I remember this picture. You do? Like, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I think it's one of the first things I saw from you guys. And we fir- we were first called Kick About to Help Out um, to mimic the government scheme of Eat Out to Help Out. Um, and then I thought, yeah, okay, that's a little bit of a, a gimmick, as I say. And then I, I, I got creative. Um, I played around with a badge. And the first thing that came into my head was fighting to, to make yourself feel better, warriors. And that's why that's still incorporated with us. And it was really important for me to, to, to keep that name. But when we went into uh, Mental Health United, just because it's a reminder for me of how much I fought for myself as well. That might sound a bit selfish, but with your mental health, sometimes you have to be. Um, and yeah, so that that's why it was important to me. And um, it's crazy that somebody else like yourself, Tim, had the same idea and like you've encouraged so many more people. If you want to do it, just get out there and, and ask some friends, like four friends, uh, and just go and have a kick around. It's, it does so much for you. Yeah, going back to the going back to the child thing when you were a kid, it was like, oh, I want to play football, and you'd go and knock on four doors, and you'd be down the park. Like, yet as adults, we we don't seem to do that, or other things getting the way, right? Like um, kids and jobs and whatever. It's too easy to be like, ah, oh, I can't be bothered with that this week. Yeah, definitely. And if, if you're anything like me as well, it's all oh, I don't want to bother anyone. I don't want to. I don't want to bother people because they might not want to come for a kickabout down the park with me. Um, but I, suppose I, always, I always tell myself, sometimes you've got to be 10% braver. 10% braver. Just ask yeah. questions. And I, I like to think like Joe and I have both proven that. Both of us kind of took the risk and put ourselves out there. And honestly, like there are, like um, I opened Pandora's box when I started this because there are hundreds of charity teams up and down the country. Like, so even if you don't want to start one, like go on the internet and search for what's in your area. There are charity teams out there for all sorts. So um, obviously we've we've spoken about what we, we what we can do for the community and um, the the journey of both Lancing Warriors and most importantly Mental Health United, who kindly uh, took us on. Um, let's talk a little bit, Curtis, about the importance of mental health in football. We've spoken about it a lot. Um, and there's so much um, social media toxicity that that, that just surrounds us. Um, like uh, you're probably going to repeat yourself, as I say, we've spoken about it so much. But how how important is it for for charities like this? Do you feel to um, try and eradicate it a little bit? Yeah, I think it's um, in- incredibly important because there, there are individuals sort of like myself who. I, I'm, I'm not a particularly sporty boy, let's just say. I mean, it took me a long time to really uh, get into this this football malarkey. And it's something that's taken over my life, whether I like it or not. Um, and I, I found that I, I could never really fit into the sphere of this, what I assume to be this really blokey, blokey 
thing uh, uh, that I felt like I didn't know the vernacular and I, I felt like I just couldn't fit in with these individuals and I couldn't find that space and and I would go onto social media and I'd see like we say all this toxicity and stuff and it was really harmful to see these things about these people who were human beings you know um, and then what helped me a lot was obviously finding you guys you know you, you you've made me uh, fall in love with the sport you know uh, and to know that people can go to things like, you know, Lansing Warriors and Mental Health United and, and things like that and go there and just play and love it and enjoy their time and talk if they need to and um, unwind from like a stressful week or, you know, after they're dealing with maybe like a really tough thing in their life. I think that's incredibly important. But I think as a whole, we should really... Um, sign out of that social media and turn off your computer, turn off your phone for a bit because it will do you so, so much good for your, for your mental health to just to not read the negative negativity and just try and in your own life, spread a bit of positivity because it's just a lot easier. I think. Exactly that Curtis. Um, and um, we've spoken about it so much uh, about it affecting the footballers, but we don't really speak about how it affects the fans. Um, as we say, there's, there's so many awful things that are said. Um, Tim, have you had like any experiences where um, you, you've, you've witnessed that or um, have, have you, yeah, what are your thoughts and, and, and your takes on it? I've not really witnessed it within like the professional game. Like one area which I've been following quite closely recently is, is around like ref abuse essentially. Like that there is, I know this is on a slight tangent, so please stop me if needed, but um, there's a massive referee crisis like in this country and I think globally, um, which filters all the way down to Sunday League and it, it filters all the way through what the referee pyramid looks like. So what the quality of officials we're going to get in the next 10 years. Um, I, I, I see instances weekly of refs getting ridiculous levels of abuse and i'm not talking premier league referees here i'm talking sunday league referees who are reporting be it like refereeing children's games and parents like threatening to assault them after the game standing next to their car um level of language all the way through the game like and i think like and we're seeing referees walk away like, and why wouldn't you? you you get paid 30 pounds for that like who's who's going to do that and i think what about the mental state of those referees as well like i know county fas are, are trying to do as much as they can but again what we're actually seeing is is imitation like you see a foul in the premier league there's 10 players surrounding him like there's I'm living in the past a bit, but Wayne Rooney effing and blinding in his face. Like, if you're if you're a 15 year old lad trying to make your way in football, what what are you going to emulate? Like, how do you get decisions to sway your way? And I think, yeah, there's 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 different scales of that all the way through. Like, whether you are a player who's getting massacred by people on social media, by the press, by whoever. Like we see it with England all the time, right? Like you play bad for England, and geez, do not open the paper. Um, yeah, you know, you miss a penalty or whatever, and then they're getting death threats and 
Uh, it's just what I mean about staying away from social media. It's just better for everybody. Yeah, like the the poor lads at, from the World Cup, uh, Saka and I can't remember who the other player who missed was, but they, they said from overnight they went to they went from being English to immigrants. Like, come on, like. Yeah, it's yeah. um, it's disgusting it's to see. Um, you know, the levels people will stoop to. Um, in order to, you know, try and yeah, it just makes me cross. Um, and just really quickly on the referees, as um, as someone who grew up playing rugby predominantly, it was always a case of you didn't talk to the ref. Only the captains um would go and speak to the referee. And I've said it before on this podcast, and I'll say it again. I think that football in general, can learn an awful lot from rugby, especially in regards to the respect rugby players show towards the referee. Um, I totally understand that, like, in the heat of the moment, you know, as a spectator and as a, as a player, you know, you get angry, you get cross, but, you know, it's okay to feel that anger, but it's not okay to, you know, abuse another human being who's fundamentally there to do a job. And as you say, Tim, if they're playing, if they're refereeing, you know, grassroots football, they're not they're not getting paid much at all. Um, and as you say, no one is paid enough money to get, um, you know, screamed out in the face or have, you know, threats made to them. So that's just not acceptable behaviour. No, exactly that, Tom. Um, we've spoken about a lot of heavy things today. Um, so let's talk a, a little bit of positivity. So um, if somebody's feeling this way and, and wants to get out and, and wants to try and try and help themselves, Tim, how do they go about joining um us i guess as we're a, a collective unit now yeah well we're, we're, we're kind of um across all the social media so i won't reel them off but the easiest way is to go to mentalhealthunited.co.uk there are a ton of links on there um follow from there navigate to our facebook group navigate to our twitter um send you guys a message who can help join the dots um as i said we, we host sessions on Tuesday and Thursday nights and then Lansing Warriors are on Sundays. So we have like a nice spread of sessions, which hopefully fit around most people's work schedules. So th there's definitely a session out there for someone. Very exciting stuff. And Tim, just um, just before we, I suppose we, uh, we bring the show to an end, if you just had one piece of advice for someone out there who's perhaps feeling a tad, you know, down on themselves who's not feeling in the best place you know could you just offer i'm not asking you for counseling obviously but like could you is there is there something like something you could say as a as like a as a way to sort of like motivate or to re-energize them yeah i think tell someone like tell it's okay it's i'm stealing a saying from another club that i know but it's it's okay to not be okay like a lot of the time you feel, oh, I'm the only person being like this. No one will understand. And and maybe they won't understand exactly how you're feeling in that moment because only you feel your emotions. But tell someone, and what I found with my own mental health is I don't run I don't run around shouting, screaming off the rooftops, but every single person who I share my journey with and they under I I find they understand me a bit a bit better and they understand the rises and the falls and everything in between and honestly just talk to someone it's the hardest but the easiest thing to do in the world um so tim just deviating a little bit slightly here 
Um, what does the future look like for Mental Health United? Where do you see the club in 10 years' time, for instance? So a lot of the stuff that we've done, we've, we've actually modelled off um, a club called Sands. Um, they deal that they are Sands is a charity that um, supports families who have dealt with stillbirths and death, deaths of young children, um, particularly supporting men in that area. So Sands United, Brighton are like one of my big inspirations. Sands have teams all over the country who they're, they're more competitive. They play more competitive football, um, but I, I would love to scale Mental Health United to to follow that model so if you're liking if you're feeling like you know what i i'm not very good at branding or i'm not very good at design or but i know a bit about football like but you're in i don't know birmingham like and you're like i'd like to start a mental health united birmingham let's have a conversation because we have a lot of those things in place now can we get two or three cities in terms of what can we do in brighton um i think we're going to continue the sessions maybe we end up with more sessions as it continues to grow. Like I think my, my bigger ambition a little while ago was that there's a session every single night of the week, maybe afternoon sessions because not everyone works a nine till five. Um, and maybe somewhere along the line, we do end up with a competitive arm because there is, I do have people coming up to me with that sort of desire. Um, and that opens up other opportunities. And yeah. And I think working more closely with, local FAs, local charities, um, like, and just generally trying to reach more people. Like, we've reached a lot of people, but there are even more who need this. Definitely. And just before we come to an, uh, just before Tom closes the show, because uh, he does it so beautifully, um, looking forward, obviously, we've, we've got this um, competition uh, in august uh, which as i say i haven't played in a tournament since <laughs> year six um so yeah um watch out for that one because that's gonna be a laugh joe um, hattrick incoming joe hattrick incoming you wait i wish mate i yeah i can't even score on the sunday sessions mate so <laughs> <laughs> so um, just to, if i can give that a little plug um, yeah of course so you guys are obviously sponsoring one of our trophies which is fantastic so um, we've got Mental Health United plus um, a select invitation of local teams, some who play competitive, some who are other charity projects. And on the 6th of August, um, from like 10.30 in the morning till 4pm, we're going to be at Brighton Uni at the back of the Amex. Um, we've got coffee trucks, ice cream vans, beat the goalie type competitions. It's slowly turning into a big family day out. So if people want to come down and watch a bit of football, laugh at a bit of terrible football, cheer at some amazing football. Um, it'd be great for people to come down. And any um, any profits that we make on the day are going to go to grassroots suicide prevention. So even if you come down and just uh, spend a couple of quid, it will make a difference to people's lives. Always, um, there's a bit of a story. Um, I say a story. This is my old head teacher always used to say this thing about there was this man walking along a beach and he came across a child um, throwing starfish back into the ocean. There was loads of them. They were all on the sand. The child's throwing starfish back on the ocean. And we're talking hundreds of them. And the, the, the adult says to the child, 
what what are you doing? And the child says, I'm I'm putting the starfish back in the ocean. So the adult looks around and says, There's too many, you'll never make a difference. Picks up one, throws one, and he says, It's made a difference to that one. It's amazing what people can do when they come together. Um, and thank you, Tim, for for demonstrating that in Mental Health United. Thank you, Joe, for demonstrating that in the Lancing Warriors, because be under no illusions, guys, you do make a difference to people's lives. And I'm sure there will be people out there who, as you say, will turn around and say, you know what? The night I went to Mental Health United, the Sunday I went to Lansing Warriors, that was the highlight of my week. I was having a tough day, a tough week, and that made me feel better. So, boys, thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you, Tim, uh, for coming on to the show and uh, chatting to us. It's been a really fascinating, um, you know, uh, 45 minutes um, chatting with you. It's been great, mate. So, again, thank you so much. And I wish you all the, uh, the best for the future really looking forward to coming down in the summer and playing some football with you, Joe, at Lansing Warriors. Um, and yeah, you can all see how awful I am, but I try. And on that bombshell, we say a massive thank you to Joe Curtis and again to you, Tim, for joining us on the show today. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And of course, don't forget to check out Mental Health United and the Lansing Warriors on socials. Go give them a follow. Go and see what they're getting up to. And lastly from me, as Tim said, it's okay not to be okay. Always remember there are people out there who will gladly listen to you if you ever want to chat. And we're some of them. Take it easy, guys. Have a lovely evening and we'll speak to you soon. Take care.